0: And welcome to Land Parties episode 108 from the Las Vegas Review Journal brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me as always, my wonderful just off of a birthday co-host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was the birthday weekend, my friend? It was good, you know, I had a lot of fun,
1: spent some time with uh, my family, spent some time with my girlfriend, got spoiled with a bunch of stuff, uh, including a box of Pokemon cards that I am ready to dig into here pretty soon. I'm going to drag it out, just do a little bit at a time so I can maximize the enjoyment, play some more Legends, still in love with that game. And Ryan, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to talk about this too, started Sifu oh my gosh, that game is going to give me a heart attack. going to give me a heart attack. There are certain <laughs> games that bring out the rage in me. <laughs> and that is one of them. That is one of them. My girlfriend just kept having to tell me, just take a break, breathe, <laughs> breathe.
0: Walk away, <laughs> <Woosa>. <laughs> It's a great game, but
1: it's so hard. Like, I, I, and part of it's just, I'm just bad at it, I'm sure. But it's so hard. Anyway, <laughs> beyond that... It was a relaxing
0: besides the time I spent in Sifu. How was your weekend, Ryan? It was good. It was good. I, I chilled. I chilled a lot as well. I had another uh, ridiculous. So I had pre-ordered Sifu. I didn't realize between the base and and the there's the like a the one that's like $5 more. Um, it said that it came like the art book and stuff like that. I was like, ah, I don't need that. I didn't realize that you needed to get that one in order to play two days early. So I'm sitting there looking like there's a timer. I'm like this doesn't make sense. He was like I should be able to start playing. Like I am literally watching people play this game. Like what is happening here? Um so so I ended up having to buy the game again um, in order to be able to get in early last night, so I got to figure out how to get a refund on that. So I'm a little salty about that. That <laughs> that that is how like the process could be way better. PlayStation, I'm calling you out. I am calling you out. What was that about? Uh, other than that, though, it, it has been fantastic. I am geared up. We actually got we had a uh, Destiny Two live stream uh, this morning, and they dropped more uh, little nuggets from which. Queen that's coming out here in about a couple of weeks. I am a huge destiny nerd. This is gonna be amazing. The story continues. I am so excited to be able to dig into that. But enough about us. Our guest today, thank you so much, Adam Torvinen. Thank you. He is a he is a Fortnite world cup not only a creator uh in the in the creative section um and and working in there but also making games uh for the world cup and in that sector adam thank you so much for coming on the show how have you been my friend how was your weekend
2: yeah thank you guys for having me i uh, i'm doing great i can't complain been busy working on games we just uh launched some games on february 2nd so it's been uh been busy Nice.
0: Nice. Busy is, busy is good. Busy is good. And we're going to get into that. But first, let's, let's talk about a little bit of news. We had a nice little spicy nugget come in from Nintendo today. Lucas, you want to talk about it? I know you, this had to have been on your radar immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah. So today, based on if you're listening to the episode right when it comes out, which you should be, <laughs> there was a Nintendo yeah. Direct on Wednesday, of course, after we record, I am looking forward to this. Uh, they say they're going to focus on ga- mostly on games coming out in the first half of this year. So we should be seeing a lot of details about a lot of games that are going to come in short order, which uh, I'm excited about because that means there's not that much wait time between when we see them and when we get mm-hmm. our hands on them. And this is one thing I actually do appreciate about Nintendo is uh, as frustrating as it is to not get information about some titles Zelda, Metroid, you know, the ones we're all waiting for. And that is super frustrating. But I actually do appreciate the times when they focus on, hey, here's a look at this game. And it's coming out in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And I actually do appreciate that side of things because then the hype is real and you don't have this long and drawn out build up to it.
0: Yeah. You know, and and we know that Nintendo, they they march at the, the to the beat of their own drum. So this isn't a surprise to get it. And they like to do things and, and they are very efficient. I feel when it comes to their directs, when they when it comes to their announcements and they're like, look, we got this coming up tomorrow, guys. You're going to want to be there a little 45 minute, maybe an hour and probably like 45 minutes. I feel like it's really like just jam packed and, and they, they keep it like they just slam you with stuff. So this is awesome. I don't know. I, I, for me, I would love to see uh, some more footage from uh breath of the wild to get a little more information uh, in terms of that really though, that to me, I mean, off the top of my head is the major thing I guess I'm hoping for to hear uh, from this direct and to be able to see a little more, I, I you know I, I feel like there are other games that maybe a little more on your radar as far as with that, but there's not too many, I guess titles and 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 i guess that's the the fun part about nintendo too is like you'll watch this and and they'll toss stuff at you that you completely forgot about or didn't even think about i'm like oh i absolutely need this so it's just fun to be to to get that direct and get a little more information this is their first one for the year i believe Mm -hmm. uh so it should be it should be good i expect to see some nice titles and and stuff like that uh get announced and and dropped and us kind of getting what the roadmap is going to be for Nintendo this year.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Adam, are you a Nintendo fan?
2: Uh, I am. I'm not like super, super crazy into it. I definitely was uh, a PlayStation kid growing up. So, yeah, I'm excited, though, for uh, Super Nintendo Land that's opening. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, you know, yes. Here in L.A.
0: Yeah.
2: What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. What? Super Please Nintendo explain. Land. I have not Universal even heard Studios. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: They uh they oh, opened Super Nintendo Land, I think, in Japan, uh at the Universal Studios out there, and then they're uh, opening one out here uh in LA or in Hollywood, Hollywood. technically. Yeah. All right. You will
0: uh be able to catch me out there then because <laughs> you best believe I gotta go and check that out. So yeah, this is this is cool though. I, I'm I'm excited to see what they have in store and and what kind of plans, what they'll be announcing, what kind of games they'll be talking about. Is there any kind of hardware or anything like that? Maybe uh, they'll be announcing. I don't know. I, I I I mean, I don't I don't know if there's anything on the horizon as far as with that. They just dropped the OLED. So I can't imagine that there there be anything in that sector. This is probably just going to be about the games and what their plans are. So is there anything uh that you're anticipating Lucas uh from Nintendo on, on this side of things? You know, uh, I was I was talking
1: to someone on Twitter about this. I'd really would at least like the official title to the breath of the wild sequel. <laughs> uh, Cause like right now, technically all we've seen is the sequel to breath of the wild. So, right. uh, and I really hope it's just not breath of the wild too. You could do like, be a little more creative than that. Um, you know, there, there's there's been rumors that they're they're working on a bunch of new uh, Fire Emblem games, uh, so it would be uh-huh. cool to get a little tease to what's coming. There's been like some rumors I saw that they, were that they're working as on as many as three, uh, which would be pretty exciting. Um, fan of the series, uh, I the rumor I saw was there's going to be a remake a new entry Mm -hmm. and i forget what the third one was but if that's true that would be pretty cool uh there's a lot of games we haven't seen uh anything in a while uh metroid included bayonetta 3 Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so hopefully some of these series are far enough along we can start to at least get some teases uh but there's a lot of quirky titles that that i think the switch has just become great for um you know when i think back to octopath traveler you know games like triangle strategy uh looks pretty appealing to me love that art style um so hopefully hopefully we get some of those quirky games there and uh just a note nintendo actually the switch just passed the wii in lifetime hardware hardware yep. sales so they're still wow. going strong so I'm, I'm excited to see this this next push on what we can expect uh hopefully <laughs> I don't know, man. My wallet, my wallet's already empty. So I don't. Who knows? Who <laughs> knows if I can actually started. play any of these games? But I'll want I know. to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's already begun we talked about it it's uh, there's gonna be so many spicy releases throughout the year i'm just like my my wallet cries at me every time i open it up it's just like <laughs> i'm so sorry uh but this this no doubt will will drain the wallet some as well but we'll see what they have to say it, it it'll be uh today obviously of the release so we'll be able to talk a, a little more on it on our next episode mm-hmm. um Shifting gears, though, we also had now an official and and I don't know this. I feel this really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But Rockstar has officially announced uh, they are working on GTA Six. If you didn't think they had already been working on this, you'd be a fool because they've been working on this. Uh, You know, again, they they have had no need to really try and push it out and, 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 we know too, they take their time when they're creating these games. These are no easy, you know, this is not an easy feat to create such a huge world with so much stuff. And they do it so well. It, it, it's crazy because I just watched a uh a uh uh Grand Theft Auto like documentary on YouTube. And it's crazy because I remember that first game to see where you know it was to where it is now and and how much it has inspired other games to be able to to have that, you know, and be able to create this, these open world, like this, these are the first games that like for me anyway, that I remember being like close to like open world and you could just go and do anything. And, and, you know, it has had such an influence to see it still thriving at this point to where they don't even have to make another another game because the game that's been out for years is still successful and people are still playing it that that should be a huge testament uh to to just the influence of this game and we know that it's had uh you know ties even like where there was policy and because it was violent and, you know, this and that. So it's like, it's got a crazy, crazy history. So this is exciting. Uh, I feel definitely for GTA fans when it comes out, I wouldn't expect it within the next you know five six years maybe <laughs> who knows who knows you know so it we know though that it is coming out and they've at least officially said something uh to the likes of it so definitely i i, I saw a lot of people uh getting excited myself included
1: <laughs> yeah you know what's crazy gta V was originally released in 2013 so by the time yeah. GTA 6 comes out, it'll be well over a decade of GTA 5. Obviously, with GTA uh, Online, obviously, it's got an incredibly long lifespan. And why would they Mm -hmm. rush, right? That is still selling like hotcakes to this day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be in a rush either. I'd be like, nope, just keep it coming. Uh, It's funny, though. like When they said they're in active development, not a surprise. I will take, if we see this game in the 2020s at all, I think I'll take that as a win. Because I... (laughs) I think maybe two or three years, like at the earliest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just don't think it's coming anytime soon, but it's, I guess it's good to have that confirmation that that they are working on it. Uh, Be super exciting when we get more details and hopefully it's not hmm, another 10 years before (laughs) we actually get it. But who knows? Rockstar does like to take their time.
2: (laughs) Adam, are you a big GTA guy? Oh yeah. I, i got a lot of gta stories uh i think like one of the the biggest things i think i remember was like i had a psp and my brother yeah. and i went down to gamestop and uh my mom wouldn't get me the game so i brought my brother down there who just became old enough to get it for me and <laughs> yes. we brought it home i'm playing it i had to hide it from my mom and everything and then she ends up finding it one day and she's like what the heck you guys got to go back down there return that like so my brother and I walk of shame, had to go back down to the mall and, and go try it. But yeah. Growing up, it was always playing GTA over at my friend's house. And yep, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to GTA 6. Yeah,
0: I, I need to I need to catch up on the and like because I haven't played one through. Ever. I've never played one through now that I think about it. As a matter of fact, now that I kind of have a a weird thing about GTA because GTA is the game that made me realize that I kind of don't like open world games because there's so much to do it's overwhelming for me and I end up not doing anything.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's like, but I, 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 I do, I do appreciate the series and I, it's a solid, you know, it's a, it's a solid ser- series and I've played a little bit online, but even going in there, like without somebody holding my hand, I'm like, what do I do? It's such a big city. There, There's so many people. Is this a real person? Is this an NPC? I don't know.
2: <laughs> We're talking about
0: Skyrim or. <laughs> that's a series that's another series i haven't i've never played that i don't don't know that eventually i will i will play that game but it's like yeah some of those games like they 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 become so overwhelming for me i'm just like ah i just i'm gonna move on to something a little more linear (laughs) a little more in my comfort zone
1: (laughs) oh i was gonna say adam is there something you'd like to see gta 6 do or is there a direction you'd like to see the series take
2: um well, I think, you know, being a Fortnite creative developer, right, I definitely am in touch with the creative side of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, GTA Five, you can go in and make your own games, your own races and stuff like that. So I really hope to see, you know, some sort of creative tools for us to be able to go in and, you know, make our own creations. But I personally, you know, with all the talk of like the metaverse and stuff, I really hope that someday we see some sort of integration where if you're playing in, you know, Fortnite or whatever you can maybe queue into another game. I don't know if they'd go to GTA just because of you know age stuff, but (laughs) I just I think it'd be really cool if you could like merge these sandbox games together and kind of allow you know one extra step of like cross play in a sense. Uh, So I'm just I'm hoping for stuff like that, just more creative tools.
0: That would be awesome. We'll see. We'll see here within the next decade. We shall see, I imagine. No, so <laughs> <Yep. laughs> nah, it, it's exciting news. It's it's good to, to for them to be able to throw out that, that confirmation to the community that, hey, you know, we've been working on this. Uh, you know, we'll get it when we get it. But uh, it is you guys are right. We are working on this. So in the meantime, enjoy GTA 5. <laughs> yep. Good on them. Uh, you know, what? let's take a quick commercial break. And coming back, we're talking about all the creative. We'll be right back guys
1: Welcome back everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. and now comes the fun part of the interview. And Adam, take us back to the beginning. What got you interested in Fortnite at all? How did it kind of develop into what it's become for you today?
2: Well, it had to have started with PUBG. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I think my, my dive into Fortnite started because I wanted to play a Battle Royale game and I couldn't afford to buy PUBG at the time. So I was like, I'm going to go check this out. It's free to play. I can play with my friends like. I started doing that, and then my friend was like, "Yo, you should stream while you're while you're playing. You might as well. Like, look at all these people playing Fortnite. This guy's got. You know, I think he showed me Ninja, and Ninja had like ten thousand viewers. And I was <laughs> like, What? <laughs> like, that's insane. I was like, He's literally just playing games. Like, I knew about Twitch before, but um, just seeing that I was like, Okay, I'm gonna start streaming and try and dive into this Fortnite stuff. And from there, it ended up like Fortnite creative didn't come out for like a year after that. So I was just pretty much doing battle Royale. I wasn't the best, but I was, I was pretty good at the time when, you know, not all the pros started playing, but yeah, I just ended up going into Fortnite creative. Uh, When it came out, I was at the game awards and was sitting in the audience and the block dropped on the battle Royale Island. And I was like, what? Like, I need to go home and play this. Like, this is totally my side of Fortnite because I've always just been a, a creative person, you know, playing with like Legos and stuff growing up. My brother used to joke with me and be like, Oh, you're over there playing rocket ships, because I'd be like making sound effects and you know, <laughs> trying to just create these worlds and stuff. So I have a very vivid imagination and uh having Fortnite Creative come out just kind of gave me that outlet to to express myself. So
1: Well, let me ask you, was was Minecraft did were you a Minecraft guy too?
2: Yeah, I did play Minecraft for a while. I've always kind of like you know, played sandbox games, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Minecraft. Uh, I didn't really get into Roblox, but just I've always loved kind of like going in, playing like Little Big Planet and like just making whatever I could, even if it wasn't good. Just I just love creating. So. so so what about then uh, Fortnite Creative drew you
1: in? What separated that from, you know, the Minecraft or, or, or any of the other uh, games where you got to create?
2: I think it was more of the introduction of the game mode to the way that mm-hmm. it was released and, and having something like that be tied now to a game that I had already loved. So, you know, with like Minecraft, you're playing survival mode or whatever, but now there's like realms and it's like, wow, you can actually go in and play even more advanced stuff and it's easier to access all these games. So, yeah, it's just just definitely it's an interesting place, like where I've started and, you know, where I'm at now, I'm just super grateful to have had the opportunities and stuff that I've had. So, and,
0: and, you know, tell us then how it was and, and kind of just that origin of, of starting to do it to really getting involved in, and in immersing yourself within the creator community within Fortnite.
2: Yeah. I think one of the big things is, um, A lot of creators, when Creative first started, very open to, you know, helping each other learning, you know, new things and teaching each other. So that was definitely helpful. A lot of people being just really accepting in the community. Um, I have my lifelong friend, Valen, who creates with me. We actually own our own company now, EOS Games. And, you know, having, I guess, the support, being able to go in with friends and create whatever game you want that's not battle royale but you get to use like i said the game that you love to create these new game modes so like we've always been big fans of mobas you know league of legends paragon dota stuff like that so paragon paragon was my game (laughs) yes yes how it's remain right here how it's remain
0: (laughs) that is awesome i love it and i i love the fact too that that you are. I mean, within this and, and and tell us, too, like, do you guys have any kind of conversations, uh, you know, with people over that are that are working on Fortnite and stuff like that, as far as being able to to implement, uh, you know, changes or ideas that you guys have to be able to work within that? Because, I mean, really, it's, it's, it's become almost a platform to be able to then create this, uh, something completely new within this game.
2: Yeah, so uh, Epic Games uh, does have like a Fortnite creative Discord. And in there, they're always looking for feedback, new devices, you know, new feature requests and stuff that players want. So we're able to actually go in there and you know send our ideas to Epic. And then they actually did something kind of recent. Uh, I think maybe two or three months ago, they did like a, a website where we could actually go and vote for whatever new device we wanted. So they put like three devices mm. up there and the community got to... Get involved and say this is what we need or this is what we want versus like what epic thought we needed hmm so it, it's definitely nice being able to like, give feedback have epic games listen to us and you know make the changes that we need to make the games that we want to create so
1: how big of a difference was that you know if epic wasn't as responsive uh, do you, I mean how how much of a, a negative impact do you think would that have had toward the community to where it is today
2: I definitely think it would have had a negative impact. I mean, I don't want to say that they're super open about everything, but they are definitely trying to work on their communication with the community, you know, cause you don't want to go telling the community, Hey, we're going to do this. And then the last minute change, you can't do it. And you know, then everybody's disappointed. So there's definitely like that playing it safe where they don't want to give out too much info, but they are trying their best to, you know, c- like communicate what they can. So that's pretty nice. I mean, I'm enjoying that.
1: Nice. When did it start to grow on you? Like, like when you started in in this the, the creative community, was it immediate that you knew that this is something that you just wanted to take a deep dive into, or did it take some time for for it to get to that point where it, it proved to you that this was a, a platform that was healthy enough and, and ready for you to to go deep on?
2: Yeah, I think it, it's still really in its early stages right now. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. it it's I personally I see the future of Fortnite creative being something where literally people who want to create games can you know start from nothing and kind of build their own company up and you know create whatever games they want to make but yeah i think a lot of it though is just it it's trying to figure out how you want to execute creating your game too because right now it's there's you can fe- get your game featured in Fortnite or you can submit it to like a discovery tab and you know, then there's outside of Epic Games, you can start doing all the social media pushing and stuff. And, you know, it really is kind of a risk in a sense where you're putting in time to create these things and you're not necessarily knowing if it's going to take off. But for us, when we had first started creating games, we literally just were doing it to create games. We wanted to make our MOBA in Fortnite creative and, you know, just constantly improve it. But then it kind of got to a spot where you're like, okay, if I want to continue to do this, you know, forever or for however long, you know, somebody wants to get into it, you start to look for these options of like, how can I actually create something sustainable, you know, with my business? So like we started doing brand deals uh, outside of trying to get featured in Fortnite. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's been really nice. So like we just partnered with NRG and Levi's to create the NRG castle in Fortnite creative. So there's just like, we have an event going on now with this and You know, there's all these companies out there that are seeing the potential of, you know, immersing players into these experiences, into their brands. And I think the future, when we are starting to get more tools, like it's just, it's going to be insane. Fortnite Creative is going to be the pinnacle of Fortnite.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that too, especially with, you know, how the world has been the last couple of years and so much change, and and people are, you know, they were forced to work in a, in the digital space and have become a lot more, more, uh, comfortable with it. And they realize just, you know, how much you can do with it. Uh, I I think you're spot on when, when you're talking about just, you know, moving forward and the tools and, and what, The creative what you could do and and what what people would be able to accomplish within the creative sector uh, and and brands are noticing that stuff and utilizing those things and marketing, you know, marketing ideas and and really tapping into this audience that before you know, they were, it was was a lot harder. It was a weird, it was the same old, you know, TV commercials, blah, blah, blah. Now people are, you know, like you're saying where we went into creative and, uh, you know, created this sponsorship brand, uh, thing. I I think that is so cool, um, that you guys are doing that. And, and let me just say, as far as, you know, moving forward and, and working, uh, in this space, do you think that there's any kind of need to I, I don't know if it's maybe like an education path or or some way of helping those that are getting into the space that are working with these brands. You know, there it's so easy to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and and mess something up. What what is your thoughts? I'm I'm curious uh, as far as with that.
2: Yeah, I think you know a lot of different creators out there. They want to they want to be successful, right? And for us. I want to make sure everybody else is successful because if Fortnite creative is successful, then everybody can be successful. That's trying to create these games. So at the end of the day, if we're helping each other build the platform up, we're all helping bring players in. We're all helping like sustain those players, make sure that they're staying in and loving Fortnite creative. That's Mm -hmm. where like the value comes in. So for us, it's like, we want to make sure that, you know, people who don't have creator codes have a place outside of, you know, Epic games or Fortnite where they can, go get their game played. So like we do our creative showdowns every Saturday. And typically what we do is we just get people that submit their games and we can throw them into our little uh, competitive environment. And we have worked with creators who don't have codes so they can't actually publish their game for other people to play. So we'll be like, hey, just meet us on this day. You load up your game and we'll bring everybody into your island where you actually built this thing. And Mm -hmm. you know that gives them a little bit of exposure our Twitch stream isn't huge right now, but, you know, just having 12 more people that can go follow somebody on Twitter to help them hit that thousand uh, follower minimum. It's just because there, there's restrictions when trying to sign up for the supporter creator program. And that's what allows you to publish your games. Um, uh, yeah, I want to let's touch on that for a
0: second. What are like some of the uh, uh, you know, what determines who can get a creator code and who can't?
2: Yeah, so some of the things that they look for, I know one of the minimum requirements is that you have a thousand followers on some social media platform. So mm-hmm. if it, it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever, I mean, there is a bunch on the website when you actually go to apply for your supporter creator code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what you know allows us to actually keep creating games. It's what supports creators financially when somebody goes and purchases something in the Fortnite item shop. If they're using our creator code, we get five percent of that purchase. So for us it's like when you start to build your player base that will start to keep you know your game development going you can afford to you know keep your power on and make sure that you can update your game if it breaks randomly like there's so many different things that uh you know this helps people with just in their general daily lives i mean people that are struggling to eat they get featured and you know it it helps out and I don't know if Epic games realizes like really how much they have helped a lot of people. I mean, I've dealt with a lot of random stupid stuff and Fortnite creative has kind of, you know, been that platform that's helped me. I don't want to say escape, but you know, not focus on the negative things all the time. So yeah, definitely appreciative of everything that I've been able to do. And I just want to give back to with Fortnite creative, there's, Like working with brands, like we can work with charities and, you know, help make an event that goes off. And people are now seeing this charity and being like, oh, like this is something I didn't know about. Like I created uh, the Gamers Outreach Go-Karts. I don't know if you guys know about Gamers Outreach, but Mm -hmm. they're like the portable kiosks for the hospital. So I got to do a laser beam build challenge where he invited a bunch of creators out to uh, like create whatever and he was going to buy it. So we didn't know what the budget was. And I was like, you know what? This is a decent price. They're like thirty five hundred bucks. So I mm. built that. Built I rebuilt Children's Hospital Los Angeles, and he ends up going through the thing, and he's like, we're not just going to get one. We're going to get two. And you know, it just there's now two uh, portable kiosks at Children's Hospital LA. So nice. You know, people who are going through a tough time can go and play some games. Hopefully, they could play Fortnite Creative. I don't know <laughs> if that's actually on there or not. But- <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. But yeah, it's just there's so many cool things that if if you're thinking in the right way, you can really utilize Fortnite Creative to do some awesome stuff. So,
1: when when you made the decision to you know create a, a studio and and kind of turn this into a business, how much did that change the way you approached it? Now that uh, just kind of by necessity, you know, you start to think about brand deals, money, all that kind of stuff that goes into to that that you don't think about when you're just doing it for fun.
2: Yeah, I think it's, we're still kind of trying to find the balance as we go because, uh, you know, a scope of a project might be given, but then, you know, there's new tools that get released and we can kind of increase what we're putting into a game or, you know, it's kind of forced me to think a little bit differently of just creating and then going, you know, and working for somebody else. I, you know, I have to run a company now. I have to make sure that, you know, the work's getting done and, you know, if, that doesn't happen. The company doesn't flourish. And, you know, my dream crumbles. So I just I going as hard as I can, making sure I can get this to to take off. And, you know, I think we're on the right track. We've worked with a lot of big brands. And yeah, I, I just I'm so excited for the future of Fortnite creative. And I really appreciate you guys having me on talking about this stuff.
0: No, we appreciate you coming on and and talking about it because it's so I mean, there's so much more depth to it, Um, uh, you know, especially because, I mean, I I started out playing Fortnite um, when it was just save the world. And then they brought in and then they brought in the uh, uh, the BR and that's when it really exploded. And then and then poor Paragon perished. And (laughs) but I understood, you know, I understood, (laughs) I understood, uh, you know, the movie. Move that they made, but I mean Fortnite, though. I mean, just it as a as a as a. It's so much more. I feel has become than just a game, you know, and and a place for people to play. They've done concerts. We have creative people. Are you guys are looking to the future of just straight building games in there? You guys are building games in there, but you know, for it to expand and 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 stuff like that, I think is absolutely it's, it's amazing to, to the point where, you know, you've created your own uh, studio and, and to me, it's just amazing. Like I will always give my, and, and, and tip my hat to Fortnite, Uh, whether you like it or not, they have absolutely changed the video game space. And I feel like it, it has changed it for the
2: better. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
1: You, kind of looking ahead to the future is there something that that you'd like to see the creative space uh evolve into or change into or, or are there steps that you think uh need to to be taken to to make it an even better platform
2: um yeah i think there's like i was kind of mentioning earlier epic is always looking to you know improve it and i think it's one of those things where they don't necessarily want to just throw a change in and see what happens they really want to think everything through make sure that you know, they're not going to throw a cog, uh, you know, throw a wrench in the cog or throw a wrench in the machine. So I think for that, it's like, there's things that I want and things that might be unrealistic, but, you know, they've actually, they kind of leaked or like gave us a little bit of a glimpse at the future of Fortnite Creative. Um, mm. And it's basically, it looks like it's, we're getting all the Unreal Engine tools within Fortnite Creative. Ooh. Don't know when that's coming, but Ooh. yeah. So, and we can actually, there's new changes and stuff with Unreal Engine 5 that, like, they're saying we'll be able to actually move, uh, like, assets in the game in real time so, like, people can see us live updating the game. Oh, Uh, So that's, you know, having multiple people being able to work on the same project and save it from different locations. And it's just, it's really, when you look at Fortnite Creative and what it is right now, um, there's actually a good article, I think, by Matthew Ball Mm -hmm. Um, he talks about fortnite and epic games and how they are using certain things to improve their systems right because they have this massive player base where they can test stuff and you know stress test it make sure that if bugs are coming through they can fix them make sure that they're not happening and you know i think fortnite creative is kind of those that tool set right now it's the place for them to you know test their stuff and make sure that those unreal engine tools are going to work but like we can actually go through and give people mod permissions when they join into our Island. So they can Mm -hmm. create and do stuff like giving people permissions like that in unreal engine five, like easily, it's going to be nice. So I'm really excited. I'm gonna have to learn unreal, but you know, it's going to be worth the dive because, you know, just love creating and, and I love learning too. So going in and, and actually learning this whole new thing of like, Hey, we can do this and, you know, trying to simplify things that maybe people have complicated and, you know, just making things work smooth. And yeah, it, there's just so many possibilities. And I mean, we could sit here and talk for longer than, you know, (laughs) two hours, three hours. Like I could go on and on, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited.
0: Awesome. Talking really quickly on the competitive side, because there's also a creative competitive side. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, especially those that aren't as familiar uh, with the competitive side of things.
2: Yeah. So mainly the Fortnite competitive side has been kind of on the battle royale front. Um, You know, they have their in-game events and stuff that they do, their cash cups and Um, they ended up having the Fortnite world cup in 2019, which I think the prize pool was like $30 million or something like that. Yeah. So it's just, you seeing like that happening. And then not only did Epic go, Hey, we're going to do this battle royale event world cup, bring all these creators out or players out from all over the world. They were like, we have Fortnite creative let's use this too. And, you know, we got to create games that players were competing on on stage. And, you know, we got to sit up in the suite and they flew us out to New York and stuff. And, it just like having the opportunity to go meet creators and kind of network really. I wasn't even trying to network at the time, but you know, you just, you make friends while you're out there. And, you know, so far that's pretty much helped us out to where we are today with like our brand deals and stuff. And yeah, it's just, if I knew now what I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have (laughs) networked a lot more (laughs) while I was at world cup. You know how many people were there? I was just like, So I was in awe, you know, I'm just like, I want to get a picture with this person, not thinking like, Hey, I should actually walk up and be like, yo, what's your Instagram? Like, "Mm -hmm. you got Instagram, like, let's connect. Like, this is what I do. And, you know, I'm not one to, to really like talk about myself. I kind of like in the moment I'm like, "Eh." but you know, once you loosen up a little bit and you can kind of be like, Hey, it's like, this is what I do. And, you know, seeing what you do, like, this is how it could work together, but you know, not. Not being stuck on like, oh, if it doesn't happen, like my life is over. You know, it's like mm-hmm. right. The, the next opportunity is out there. And, you know, with the future of Fortnite and stuff, like I was saying, it's just creative is going to be on top someday.
1: Do you have a favorite project that you've done so far?
2: Favorite brand deal or, or favorite game or?
1: Uh, let's, let's do both. Favorite game and favorite brand All deal. Right.
2: So we started off with EOS Arena, which was our first MOBA that we built in Fortnite. And from there, we were like, we want to go further with it. We got new devices and stuff. So we actually started a brand new one called Core Wars. And it's massive. Probably the biggest game we've built so far. Um, it's 8v8. Every class <clears throat> every class is unique. Um, there's like a whole health upgrade system, damage upgrade, speed, like just all this stuff. And there's we put in ults and... I think Core Wars is probably my favorite, like, project that we've built for ourselves uh, for EOS games. And I got to say, recently, this NRG and Levi's project has been absolutely incredible. I mean, they've really kind of given us that platform of, like, the Fortnite competitive or Fortnite creative competitive side, which is what we've been focusing on, you know, since after World Cup. We're like, this has to happen. we got to do this. And uh, just being able to work with, you know, NRG, which is an amazing esports org and Levi's have been around for so long or so iconic. It's just like, yeah, I don't, it's an amazing opportunity and it's because of Fortnite Creative. So, yeah, there's just so many things out there. And if somebody listening right now, like if you end up not going through with a brand deal or something or it doesn't work out, like don't give up. There's literally so many opportunities out there. You just got to keep pushing, keep showing that you're willing to put the work in, put the time in, and it'll pay off.
1: You know, speaking to that, I, I always think that sometimes taking that first step is the hardest uh, because when when you're just coming to something, it can seem just so overwhelming. What would you tell that person that has always dreamt about this, always wanted to do something like this, but has been hesitant or, you know, just, just as overwhelmed by, by the sheer amount of content already or, or, or just just afraid to take that step? What would you say to, to motivate them?
2: Start small. Mm-hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself at first. It, it can seem overwhelming, but just taking the time to learn something that you want to create, right? So like for us, we wanted to build this MOBA. That really gave us something to focus on, something to look at all these different devices. How do they incorporate with each other? But then there is also a whole side outside of Fortnite creative outside of like in-game development where there's social media management there's you know marketing there's like you have to be able to talk to companies that have been doing this stuff for years and are professional you know business people they have gone to school for business and everything and you know it it can be overwhelming but just start small take little steps at a time and I mean you don't graduate high school when you start first grade, right? You got to go through the whole thing. So
1: No, that's great.
2: Exactly.
1: That's great. Uh looking ahead, is there a type of of game that you would love to make now? Is there a type of project that that uh you've always wanted to tackle? No, I know that you kind of got the mobile right out of the way, but is there something else that that's been on your mind?
2: Yeah, I really have been wanting to focus on like an open world game. Like RuneScape was uh a big influence to me growing up, so I like I really would love to do something like that where, you know, we have these giant cities and, you know, the travel time is a little long, but then there's like these fast travel mechanics and um, just, I think in the future, like it's been leaked. I think that we're getting like melee tools or like melee weapons in Fortnite Mm. creative. That's going to change the game, right? Right now, we just have to use our pickaxes for melee damage but once we mm-hmm. actually get like nice animations and, you know, different swords or whatever, like you can have these players kind of progress and, you know, grind out quests and stuff. I think that's really my next project that I want to do is, is something open world, like RuneScape. That's awesome. Yeah. I,
0: I, I definitely see uh, the appeal that would definitely appeal to a lot of people for sure too. Uh, Adam, yo, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us brother, where can we find you? Let the people know. How can they contact you?
2: Thank you guys for having me first. I, I greatly appreciate it. And um, you can find me on Twitter at The Awedam. That's uh, A-W-E-D-A-M. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all my social medias is The Awedam, like TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. So uh, Twitch, too, if you want to go follow me on Twitch, I stream very rarely, but I want to do it more this year. It's part of my 2022 goals. So nice, nice. <laughs>
0: Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much again for coming on, jibber jabbing with us, letting us know what's going on in that creative space for Fortnite. Uh, Lucas, what do you got going on this week? This week, and I imagine uh, getting beat up in seafood some uh, more.
1: Gosh, <laughs> yeah. Look, okay, okay. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a plea here because I know they said. <laughs> They might do it in the future. Please put some sort of difficulty options in this game. Please. Like, there's no way I'm going to beat this game. Like, there's just no way. I got to take
2: notes. I got to take notes right here. (laughs) Add difficulty levels.
1: You know, this game reminds me of. Uh, when I was a kid playing Ninja Gaiden Black and I couldn't <laughs> see, like, the third boss and I just stopped. I was like, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, look, and I get it. I get it that you're supposed to learn and I am trying my best, but it's going to take me so long, so long. And I might throw a controller. So like to save like, oh, my, no. health, my health <laughs> and to allow some of us to finish this game, just just like a slight difficulty option. Would be so wonderful. So please, please do that. Please, I'm begging you guys. <laughs> what about yourself, Ryan? What are you doing this weekend? I
0: will be. I will be getting my butt kicked up and down as well in Sifu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it though. Like I kind of, I kind of enjoy the having that learning curve cuz then like when things start clicking then you feel like extra like ooh yes like i want i love that feeling and then you move forward or you're able to progress a little bit um so i could i mean it's you know i get it it's it's hard but i think once you have that that moment that like aha moment and then it it starts feeling a little easier. I think it's so fresh and new for us right now. It's that frustration of, I just want to be good at it already. Like, come on now. Uh, so I'm going to be trying to get good and, and do that. And then probably playing more uh, destiny 2. We're so close to Witch queen. I am super pumped for it. Like I literally took two days off uh, in order <laughs> to just basically play it until my eyeballs bleed. So I digress. Thank you guys so much. For joining us on this episode of Land Parties, don't forget hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod at Lucas Eggen or at Smitty two four four seven. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and you know what it is—we love your faces.